Welcome to a daily word of encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by his word. Good morning and Merry Christmas. It's Friday, December the 17th, eight days before Christmas, or the day that we celebrate the birth of Jesus. We've been contemplating the birth of Jesus the last couple of weeks. We've looked at the fact that Jesus came where Jesus came, to whom Jesus came, when Jesus came, why Jesus came. The glory of Christmas is that Jesus came to give his life a ransom for us. Yeah. The angel said that his name should be called Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Jesus, you ever notice, has a lot of names? You ever notice that? He has a lot of names in the Bible. Oftentimes when Jesus is mentioned and his names are mentioned, there's like a dual revelation of his name. Like, take for instance, Jesus. It's a word that means Jehovah is salvation. So when someone speaks the name of Jesus, God wants to give us the revelation, watch this, that Jehovah is our salvation. Interesting, when Jesus was a little boy and he would be maybe walking through town and meeting someone for the first time, and I can just imagine maybe a little boy speaks up and says, hi, my name is Gamaliel. And maybe Jesus said, well, my name is Jesus. And when Jesus said, my name is Jesus, that was a revelation to the person to whom he just met, meaning Jehovah is salvation. Think about that. Every time someone ever called Jesus by his name, they were proclaiming Jehovah is salvation. That's an awesome thought. But when Jesus is mentioned, his names are mentioned. Um, God had in mind a dual dual revelation, D-U-A-L. The first part of that is who he is, Jesus. He's the Savior. The second part of that revelation is what God wants us to be and what God wants to do in our lives. So take the name Jesus again. That reveals who he is. He is the Savior. But it also reveals what God wants to be and what God wants to do in our lives. In other words, Jesus wants to be Savior in our lives. He wants to be our Savior. So just that little tidbit I wanted to give you before I read probably the most familiar prophecy in the Old Testament predicting the birth of Jesus. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says, for unto us a child is born. Mentioned yesterday that speaks of the humanity of Jesus. Unto us a son is given. That speaks to the deity of Jesus. And the government 
shall be upon his shoulder. Now watch this. That speaks to the fact that Jesus was royalty. Jesus was king. So when the Jews read and heard all the prophecies from what we would call the Old Testament, they were anticipating the coming of a king. So of this king, it says, the government shall be upon his shoulder. And then chapter 9, the next verse says, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, can you say his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth ever forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And so there's a clear prophetic word of the coming of a king. And that word was given about 600 years before Jesus was actually born. Listen to Daniel chapter 2, verse 44. And let's marry that together with Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. Daniel 2, 44. And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Now, when, when the Jewish people read prophecies, sometimes they got a little bit uh, cattywampus. Some of the prophetic words given for Jesus were concerning his first coming, and then some were concerning his second coming, when he would establish a literal geopolitical kingdom that would stand. So when Jesus came the first time, his people were looking for a king that would establish his kingdom here on earth, and their idea of kingdom was a political and military kingdom. Daniel chapter 2 verse 44 promises that. And then when you marry that, with Zechariah chapter 14, verse 9. Listen carefully to these words. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. No ambiguity there. In that day shall there be one Lord, and his name shall be one. So looking back words, we know that that was a prophetic word giving for the second coming of Jesus. And at his second coming, it says, the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day shall there be one, <coughs> excuse me, one Lord and his name one. So sometimes the Jewish people um, misunderstood prophetic words concerning his first coming and his second coming. And you know, we're not hating on them because now we're on the other side of it and we can see a little bit more clearly after that part of history has taken place. So anyway, the, the point I'm trying to make is that word in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 speaks of the humanity of Jesus, the deity of Jesus, and the king and the kingdom of Jesus. And it says of him, the increase of his government and peace, there should be no end and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth ever further. That's a clear prophetic word about a king. Now, listen to what Isaiah says he will be called. His name shall be called Wonderful. Why? Because in his kingdom, he will take care of the dullness of life. (laughs) His name shall be called 
counselor. Why? Because in his kingdom, all the decisions you ever need to be made can be found at his throne. His name should be called the mighty God. The mighty God. Why? Because he is well able to take care of the difficulties of our lives. He should be called the everlasting father. He is from eternity to eternity. He has no beginning and he has no end. In other words, he's not bound by time nor space nor any other dimension. So in his kingdom, Jesus takes care of all the dimensions of life. And then he should be called the prince of peace. Why? Because Jesus is well able to take care of the disturbances of our lives. So he's talking about setting up, first of all, a kingdom in our hearts, and then one day a political kingdom. I'm glad to know that even now, at the first coming of Jesus, I can know him as wonderful, counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. That's who he is, and that's what he wants to do in our lives this Christmas season and every day of your life.